Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning and welcome to Influence, the show where we sit across thought leaders. And today we're sitting across Dr. Kevin Yong, who is Chief Learning Officer at the Singapore Institute of Management. We're talking about AI and how AI can help enterprises innovate and create value added services and products. Dr. Yong, good morning. Good morning, Michelle. So I understand you just had a great conference earlier in the month. Yes, we did. So at Singularity University, we collaborated with them and uh, they introduced all these great ideas about exponential thinking and technologies. Exponential thinking. When I heard Singularity Conference, I, I got very excited. I thought, uh-huh. is this Ray Kurtz involved? Uh, it's mm-hmm. Singularity University. Yep. Okay. And this year, the theme of the conference was... 10 times? 10x, hypergrowth. Hypergrowth. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> Which is what we're here to talk about, really. <laughs> so I understand you worked with Amazon, ATOS, mm. eBay, Nike, Deutsche Bank, UOB in Singapore. I'm keen to understand what you think AI can do to help companies build disruptive innovation. So the way I think about it, AI is a tool for innovation. And what companies can do is leverage this technology to make customers' lives simpler and better. Hmm. Now, so take for example, I don't know if it's legit to talk about this, but let's take Spotify, for example. Let's do that. <laughs> We're talk well, radio, so yeah, that's so, fine. So, talk, <laughs> so let's talk about how has Spotify gone exponential, how it's made people's lives simpler. Okay. Now, Spotify's competitor called Deezer did a study and they realized one thing. People stop listening to new music when they're 33 years old. No. Yeah. And it's a good reason. When you're 33, what do you do for your free time? Reminisce about the good old days. Yeah. I'll go have a nice glass of wine, beer, go to a nice restaurant. We all listen to good new music when we're 18, 19. We have too much free time. We can't go to bars, right? True. At least. Not you. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the great thing. It's not that people don't want to listen to new music at 33. At 33, they have too many things. It's 24 hours, seven days a week. You have children, you have work, you have jobs. The last thing you want to do is go find new music. It's not that you don't want to do it. You just don't. Now, so Spotify realized that. And here's the thing. They have millions of users. So how do I introduce new music to you? You use Spotify, you listen to music. What Spotify does is it looks at your playlist, matches your playlist at 80%, roughly 70-80% with somebody else. Let's say we, Michelle, yourself and I, mm-hmm. we match on 7 out of 10 songs. Okay. So what Spotify would do, would introduce to me the other 3 songs that you listen to that I don't. Wow. And I give it a shot. Mm-hmm. The idea here is if we overlap on 70-80%, chances are we have the same taste in music. Right, and oh, that's re- how depending works. on how I respond to the three songs that is recommended to me, it updates my preference. Mm. Or updates the understanding of my preferences. And in this way, it makes my life simpler and better. This is why Spotify is so useful. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I stopped listening to new music after 33, but that makes a lot of sense. At that age, you sort of want to retreat to the familiar and the comfortable. That's right. And Spotify is where I discover new music, strangely mm-hmm. enough. Nice example. It's making our lives simpler and better. And better. How can AI help businesses just find the right problems? Well, here's the thing, right? When we think about finding right problems to solve, well, I think about it. Broadly speaking, it's about using information. Let's get back to basics. What's AI for? What's machine learning for? Mm. What is it really? It really is about processing information and looking for patterns in the data. Right. Right. So the question is, what we really want to do is look for unexpected, pleasant surprises in the data. And those pleasant surprises help us find new opportunities to innovate for customers. Well, let me give you two sim- one, one very simple example. Do you, drink, do you drink milkshakes? Yeah, I love them. Yeah, you do, right? Mm. So there's this great story. I mean, it's true. It's based on a book that I read, Clayton Christensen. 
develop a milkshake theory of innovation. Mm-hmm. And she had two students come up to him back in the day, two consultants say, hey, we're, we're consulting for a fast food restaurant. We want to improve sales. What do we do? So he sends his research associate to go hang out at a restaurant for a couple of days. They collect data. They process the data and they found something really interesting. Around 40% of milkshake sales occurs before 9 a.m. in the morning. <gasps> Not surprising, right? Okay, maybe this is the U.S. context. Let's, let's take that. Okay. But let's think about this for a moment. What would you do if you realized that 40% of your milkshake sales happens before 9 a.m.? This is kind of weird. I mean, do you drink milkshakes before 9 a.m.? Probably not. I don't drink anything before 9 a.m. Oh, there you go. I drink coffee, but that's okay. <laughs> so, they go back. Every time a customer comes in before 9 a.m. and walks out a milkshake, they ask, Sir, ma- ma'am, why did you buy a milkshake? Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And after a while, after collecting all these interviews, they realized there are three types of people that drinks milkshakes before 9 a.m. The first person is the person who drives to work. Right. Right? Because it's mm. simpler to drink your breakfast with one hand on the wheel and one hand holding your milkshake than trying to eat a bagel. Absolutely. Second person is the person who commutes to work by one and a half hours on the train. Right. right. That's a three hour commute every day. Mm. So that's a long commute. So mm. if you want to make better use of your time, say, let's drink my breakfast. Mm. Because milkshakes are vac, uh, you know, the, the consistency is quite thick. So it takes me about an hour to finish eating or drinking my breakfast, by which time I will have reached work. Okay. The third person is the person who says, I don't have time for morning, afternoon break. So I need to eat something at breakfast that will keep me satiated to lunch. Right. A milkshake does that. Now, so what's happening here? You see a similar pattern. The milkshake serves a purpose. It serves a job to be done in your life. It helps you make your life simpler. Now, so what can you and how did this insight came about? It came out from data. Mm. So what I'm saying is that instead of using, employing this very tedious process of sending one research associate or army of people going and collect data on the ground, imagine using AI to collect all that data through the transactions in, in the restaurant, mm-hmm. process the data and you find interesting uh, patterns that surprise you mm-hmm. and go find out what those patterns mean and you'll find opportunities to innovate for your customer. That's really interesting. But can AI help us make sense of the data or can it just show up the patterns? They show up the patterns. They don't help us make sense. That's, so that's you that's need the human. Re- yeah, and that's a really interesting thing, right? That's that's important part. The extent to which AI can be leveraged to help companies innovate, a lot depends on the AI user, the human behind it. Mm. Even the data. The AI doesn't tell you whether data is good or not. Whatever it's got to da- know what to look for. Yeah, you put data in, it'll process whatever it is. Mm. It's kind of objective in that sense. It doesn't care. It's agnostic whether your data is good or not. Let me give you an, another Spotify example, a really cool one. So I read this book about some guy who went to a Belgian town, Ypres, Y-P-R-E-S, kind of like, you know, in Belgium, uh, kind of like a museum town, and the outdoor speakers played Sebastian Bach. Mm-hmm. All, right, all this classical music. So he walked around town looking at museums all that, and he heard all this music. Suddenly he heard Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back. Mm-hmm. Good song. All right. And then it flips back to classical music. He okay. goes to the tourism office and he asks, he asks the tourism officer, uh, whose, whose playlists are you playing on the outdoor speakers? And they say, well, no, 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 we're not using a playlist, just Spotify. So what happens here is that Spotify using AI is analyzing the pattern of the music. It turns out Sebastian Bach has the same music pattern, at least 80% compared to Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back. My goodness, no wonder Sexy Back was such a huge hit if you I think know, about right? it. There you go. It's going to last forever. There you go. <laughs> okay, a lot of companies seem to say that they use AI. Everybody wants to jump on the AI bandwagon. Do you think that a lot of companies 
think they're using AI or put out there they're using AI, especially, you know, trading platforms. Mm-hmm. And then people wonder, is it an algorithm that's doing the trading for me? Is it a person? What are your thoughts on AI and how it's just used by companies these days? Again, let's come back to basics. What's AI? AI is information processing. So at conferences, the people, I do a little test. I mean, do you think you can do AI? Probably not. Definitely not. I can't Have you ever, ever taken a mathematics course or a statistics course? I have indeed. I'll let you know that. And there you go. That's AI. So AI <laughs> is statistics. So if you understand that AI is a technology, it's about processing information to look at statistical patterns. That's what it really is. So what is the algorithm or a human being doing it? You're really processing numbers. You're running statistics. And using statistics, you're looking for patterns and you're mm. trying to anticipate what these patterns mean. You're trying to explain what these patterns mean. That's really interesting. What are some common myths about AI you want to debunk? Oh, that women, that terrible AI. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let me put it this way. I want to start a new myth. I think the reason why there's not enough women in AI is because women didn't grow up playing computer games. Ooh, but that's I, a new myth that you want to start. I want to start, right? Because... The truth is, women like boys or guys can do AI because we all have done mathematics. We've done. I like um, that example. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people in science were told that the very first person to build a, a working hair was a lady called Grace Hopper. To build a working what? Sorry? AI. The very what did first, she build? Uh, she was the one who came up with the term debugging. So, wow. Right? Because she actually debugged. She was the first human being, they say, to speak to a computer. She made computer language. Yeah, this is bad. Wow, fascinating. Okay. So here's the thing, right? Okay. The, the point is, just focus on knowing how to do statistics, knowing how to do math. Mm-hmm. And more, most importantly, don't let the technology run the innovation. Always let the innovation run the choice of technologies. Can you share some real case studies? We've got three minutes left on the clock. Some sure. real case studies of how AI is being used for innovation here in Singapore. In Singapore, Caveat, a friend, runs a startup called photobook.ai. I think this is a great, great, great little idea. Okay. We all have our smartphones. We collect lots of photographs. Right? We travel all over the world. We have thousands and thousands of photographs. But then we, what do we do? We scroll through them. So he came up with this great idea. He developed an AI where the AI will help you curate all your photographs, lay out a photo, a photo book, physical photo book uh, layout. There's three or four different options. As you wish, there's a lot of options. You hit send. You choose the option that you like. You hit send. It goes. It gets sent to a printing company. It prints out It gets and it delivers the photo book to Fantastic. To a place of your choice. So Christmas is coming up. This is the kind of great kind of gifts you want to think about. And doesn't have to be sent to you. You can send it to your friend all over the world. Yeah, you're such a good friend, giving your friends a plug like I that. Know, right? Lovely. There you go. Uh, okay, so as AI gets even more popular, what do you say to enterprises out there about staying relevant? Oh, go back to basics. Always un- understand your customers. Always mm-hmm. understand your user. Right. Always try to make people's lives simpler and better. Don't get too caught up with the technology. Always think about where you're trying to create value. And the driving principle I start, in the, uh, always think about how to make people's lives simpler and mm. how to make people's lives better. It's not about pe- making people's lives cheaper. It's about simpler and better. Simpler and better. I like that. Speaking of simpler, I mean, I, people ask me, what's the best thing about journalism? I say it taught me to write simpler. Oh, and we know it's so know? difficult, right? You've got to yeah. write you've got to write the same thing like 100,000 times before you get it right. Yeah, exactly. So you believe that innovation can be taught as early as kindergarten? Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. What can parents out there start doing? Oh, computer games. (laughs) Introduce your kids. (laughs) (laughs) And math. (laughs) No, empathy. Okay, empathy, empathy, empathy. Think about people's perspectives because at the end of the day, what makes a true innovator is you make other people's lives simpler and better, not your own life only. Absolutely. I think we're going to be great friends. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I share your ideas on empathy and uh, clearly you're a reader as well. Yes.
Fantastic. Always. Well, wonderful talking to you. Dr. Kevin Young is Chief Learning Officer at the Singapore Institute of Management. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.